Tell them how much you love them this morning. In our own special way, Lord, we come in to entreat you, the lovely Lord Jesus Christ. Each one here standing as a trophy of the blood of Jesus Christ. So, Lord, we want to say from the depths of our heart this morning, how great is this lovely one. This lovely one that's coming in plain view. So, Lord Jesus, we ask and entreat you to come to speak and to deal and to move and to shape and to mold. That the word of God become alive to each and every one of us, Lord. That it wouldn't be dead letter, but it'd be living word. Many people tag with a name, living word. Lord, they live a life different than what the word is. But Lord, we want to live the word of God. Live it true. Live it in its purity. Father God, I just pray that you will come and deal with every heart and every life. We've come to see you high and lifted up. And we've come to give you all the praise and glory. Take control of this service now, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. Nice to be found in the house of God this morning. Amen. Sheltered in the very arms of Jesus. A couple announcements I'd like to reiterate this morning. A couple that weren't mentioned, but I'd like to also state that Brother Vernon is here, going to be here from the Philippines. Brother Derek made an announcement this morning, and I think we've made a few over the last weeks, but we wouldn't want you to miss what the Lord would have for us next Friday. And Brother Vernon is flying in on Thursday. Friday we'll be having a service, and then, Lord willing, both services on Sunday. So write that down. Be here. Be in support of the Word. Amen. I know there's conflicting some other things that maybe are going on, but I know there's an old buddy of mine that's getting up there in age about the same time. I don't know who that would be, but his name could be Mike Gagne. He's leading the pack. We always have a a class of 65 this year, I think it is. And Mike is always in January leading us the way, showing us how it is, and he's looking pretty good for 65. So we're thankful for your life, Brother Mike, Sister Debbie, what you've meant to us over the years. We're thankful for your life. Also, we have winter camp, February 28th to 3rd, uh, coming up next month. And Brother Aaron McGarry will be the speaker for our, our camp, our senior camp. And I'm sure it'll be a blessed, blessed time. Also, Brother Joe Green, I've been in communication with him. Brother Joe Green, pastor in Rutherford, North Carolina. Wanted to be sure to pass along his greetings, and especially to you, Brother Ed. He wanted to pass his love along to you. Amen. He's a wonderful man of God, and uh, we're thankful for men that are holding the torch wherever they are. So God bless Brother Joe Green. Amen. I think that's it for the announcements. All right, if you take your Bibles, please, I'd like you to turn to Psalms. Thank you, musicians. I want you to be ready when I call you up. For near the end of the service, the Lord has it that way. Um, Psalms, very familiar scripture, Psalms 147, Psalms 147. Everybody there? Psalms 147, start reading at verse 1, please. Praise ye the Lord, for it is good to sing praises unto our God. For it is pleasant 
and praise is comely. It's beautiful. The Lord doth build up Jerusalem. He gathereth together the outcasts of Israel. He healeth the broken in heart. And he bindeth up their wounds. Can you say amen? So those that have experienced this, I would like you to encourage those that haven't as yet. So if that is true to you, as we preach the word of God, you want to send out a positive sound. This is true. We're not reading letter, we're reading life. So you can say this morning, the word of God is just not letter in a Bible, but that word is living in me. I've experienced the word. He healeth the broken in heart. Who can put up their hand? Oh, God. God. You say, well, Brother Tommy, who healed your broken heart? How many times? You always look back maybe the day you got saved, but how many times has this lovely one come and healed your broken heart? How many times people break your heart, but he's the healer of the broken pieces. He healeth the broken in heart. If you need a healing this morning, I want to say the king is here to heal you. Body, spirit, soul. We're not talking about a a God of 4,000 years or 2,500 years or a 1,000 years ago. We're talking about a God that is the same yesterday. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. That God is your God. That God's my God. There's many people that got a broken heart, but they don't have a God that can mend that broken heart. They're bitter. They're bitter today because they don't surrender to the great physician that's able to take that heart in his hands and tenderly correct it. Their bitterness drives them from God, not to God. He telleth the number of the stars. No other age can be a great marvel at this. Because as Brother Tim said, and I thought it was so wonderfully put, we only see a certain amount of space from where we live, and that's all we see. And we marvel at the stars of heaven. But how about the ones you don't see that go on forever and ever and ever and ever? Till science says every grain of sand that is on the earth, in every desert, every beach. Think about this. Every grain of sand on every beach and every desert that's on this earth, there's five to ten more stars than the grains that are on the earth. And your Bible says he telleth the number of the stars and he calleth them all by their names. That's my God. That's your God. He's omnipotent. We limit him to our understanding. And that's why the scripture says, lean not to your understanding. Great is our Lord and of great power. His understanding is, his understanding is what? He's an infinite God. 
And he's present this morning. Let's bow our heads. Heavenly Father, just a few scriptures this morning. And how we could, Lord, speak on them and of your wonder and of your glory and of your grace and of your mercy. And Lord Jesus, I'm just praying that we could, I could yield myself to you. That you will take the words, Lord, not of man because they will fail. But the word of God will never fail. So, Lord, these are your sheep. These are sheep of your fold. And you are the chief bishop and shepherd of those souls. So, Father, I'm praying now that you will come and deal with us individually, separately, and collectively. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Turn to St. Luke chapter 15, please. Luke chapter 15. Oh, I just want to tell them how much I love them this morning. I really do. I really do. John, or St. Luke chapter 15, verse 4. What man of you, having a hundred sheep, if he lose one of them, doth not leave the ninety and nine in the wilderness and go after that which is lost until he find it? You wonder why we're still here. You wonder why the church is still here. Because the Son of Man is still seeking. The Lord Himself is still seeking. He's not looking for church members. He's looking for sons and daughters. Many times we come to church because we're church members. Hey, forget the church membership. I want you to worship him because you're a son and daughter of God. People get it. We sit here. We're a little bit starchy maybe. We'll just see where the preacher goes. This is a time to worship him. This is a time to lift up your hands and lift up your head and glorify God that Satan never got you this week. You're in the presence of God and God is here to minister to you. Parents, be on your toes today. You don't let your children sleep. You nudge them. Keep them focused. This is the word of God. We're not playing church. We're playing with eternity. This is eternity we're dealing with. And we're not playing, sorry. The scripture says now, which is lost until he find it. And when he have found it, he lay it on his shoulders. What is he doing? He's rejoicing. And when he cometh home, he calleth together his friends and neighbors, saying unto them, rejoice with me, for I have found my sheep. My sheep know my voice and a stranger they shall not follow the voice of my beloved behold he quickly come what are we hearing are we hearing the voice of men or are we hearing the voice of God then if it's the voice of God how should we respect give honor and give praise Lost. How many have been lost? 
Have we all been lost? Lost? A person that is lost is unable to find his way. I wanted to title this this morning. Lost, lost, lost. I was lost. But if you leave it there, it sets a certain tone. Lost, lost, lost. But I don't want to leave it there. I've been found. Hallelujah. I have been found. I was worth something. Lost means to be unable to find one's way. Not even knowing your whereabouts. Lost. Lost is convey. You can't find your direction. You don't even know which way's up. Today is a weird day. It's very weird. In the sense that we have become accustomed now to Amber Alert. An Amber Alert comes out. It's an alert. Someone's lost. (laughs) Someone's lost. It's an Amber Alert. Authorities across the country are alerted because maybe a little girl has been taken or lost. A little boy has been taken or lost. It's alerted across the country. To look for a certain identification that will identify those that need to be found. Fantastic amount of effort is taken. Time is taken. Hours, expense, money. For the loss of one little life. Look around the room. Why do you think God would leave glory? We say that little girl or that little boy or that person that's lost or worth something. And we we just throw down everything and everybody's on alert and everybody's concerned and They do it for the natural. Parents. Parents. Seek the lost. Counseling will not do this. It takes an intervention of someone to find him or her. It takes some effort. It takes effort to raise children. 
Not to push them aside because you're so busy with your life. God has given your home children. We heard this week of doing God a service without his will. I wonder how many, how much time is given. And we think we're doing God a service. And we're missing those lost that are around us. I read a statistic that blew my mind. In 2012, are you listening everybody real clear? Maybe you know this or not. Sometimes it's always nice to hear something you haven't heard. But then to take the word of God that will clear it up for you. Well, let me just make it straight now. A prophet said 500 people a day go missing. Now you say, well, that, that, that seems like an alarmist. Is that true? Well, they say if you multiply it out by 365 days a year, you'll find it's over 186,000 people go missing a year. That's that math. But that maybe be back in 1963, 1964, 1965. They say collectively around the world, there's 8 million people, children, women go missing. The BBC News reported children go missing worldwide, usually, usually. This is a, a bright spot. Usually they're found. But it's quite an ordeal, and many months and years go by before they are found. Now, the statistic, there are as many as 100,000 active missing persons in the United States given any one time. Everybody listening? Of the 692,000... 944 people reported missing in 2010. 531,928 were under the age of 18. In Canada, estimated a year 45,288 children go missing. In Germany, an estimated 100,000 are missing yearly. In the United States, 460,000 children are reported missing. And in Spain, an estimated of 20,000 children are missing every year. That's a lot of lost people. But can I say there's humanity at large of how many billion that are lost? They think in themselves they are found outside of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ himself. You are lost. An interesting story. I think I mentioned it a few years back, but I thought I would repeat it. That there was a father in Madrid, Spain, whose son had left home and run away and went missing. He could not find him. He exhausted all avenues, and to no avail, he could not find his children, his child. His name was Pablo. He was desperate because he wanted fellowship with his son. He wanted fellowship 
with his son. So he went into the newspapers. He went into the radios. He put out advertisements of his picture throughout the national newspaper. And said, Father wants you home. Would, if you won't want to come home, meet me in the city square. And he put a date, July, and he gave a time at noon. You know what the sad part of the story is? There were 200 Pablos that showed up. Just wanting Father to call them home. At sea, at rescue. Just this year, over 54,609 rescues took place with the United States Coast Guard. What was the title? Lost at sea. But when the helicopter came down, what did they say? I was lost, but now I'm... Was there a joy? Was there a happiness? Oh, soul, in sad exile, who is on and out on life's sea, burdened with sin and distress, but till I heard a sweet voice saying, make me your choice, and I entered what? The haven of rest. Lost at sea of humanity, but by the grace of God, found. Can we turn to Luke 19, verse 1. Luke 19 verse 1. And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was, and could not for the press because he was little of stature. And he ran before and he climbed up a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to that place that he was to pass that way, a particular junction in time that Jesus had to pass that way, maybe this morning this is a particular junction in time for someone. Maybe you have to climb the tree of self-pride. Maybe there's a different kind of tree of popularity. Maybe you need to try climbing your tree this morning. And look and see who Jesus is. We know his name. His name was Zacchaeus. 
And Zacchaeus was named a certain name. He was a chief of publicans. He was a chief of sinners. But his name actually is a paradox because his name meant pure and innocent. So you might look at me or you and one another around the room and have a certain opinion regarding somebody. But let me tell you something. God sees you pure. God sees you innocent. God sees you through the blood. Salvation is coming to your home today. If God has put his hand on your life, who are you to judge what God's done? Jesus entered, the Bible starts at verse 9. Jesus entered and passed through. That's quick. That'd be like coming to Cloverdale, driving through Pacific Highway, coming through and coming in and going out. But he had a reason to come through Cloverdale today. He's got a reason why you're sitting here in the crowd today. You know, Jesus knows exactly the number of the hairs on your head. He can name the stars by name, and he knows your situation from top to bottom. He's the heart mender. Amen. Satan causes the trouble. Jesus is here to say peace to your troubled heart. If we get all this message all into quotes and nice packages for you, saints, we have to get it to the gospel. And the gospel is Jesus Christ. And this message is Jesus Christ. So God had to come in Laodicea and go out of Laodicea. He had to pick you up and he had to pick me up. A wicked city, yet God reached down his hand for you and me. Lost, but he made the effort. He made the effort this morning to come to your church, to meet with you. Make the effort to reach out to him. Climb a tree, do what you need to do. Jesus is here. Can you say amen? Amen. Jesus Christ, the living word, is here to deliver you. Put it off to tomorrow if you want. But I would want to touch Jesus' hem right now. Put it off tomorrow. I don't want to put off tomorrow what God can do today. But I sit a certain way and I don't enter in and I don't do that. I think Zacchaeus knew he had to do something. He had to do something. He had to climb out of his comfort seat. He actually had to be engaged. Be engaged. Jesus is coming. The prophet's coming. Messiah coming. Wherever two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in their midst. Is that just scripture or is that true? Are we gathered in the revealed word? Yes, we are. Is this the name of God? Yes, it is. Is God present to deliver you? Yes, he is. Can he do it for Zacchaeus? Chief sinner? Thief? Dishonest? A lot of people are dishonest with themselves. They think they're in a certain state when Jesus tells you you're in a different state. Uh Uh-huh. Pharisees thought they were very religious. They did a lot of works. They had long prayers. They had the right robes. They looked just right. But John called them. Jesus called them. 
What do you call them? Snakes in the grass? Vipers? So you can have an opinion and God, we gotta refine God's opinion. If you're not born again by the word of God that is incorruptible, you're not going to heaven. You're not going to heaven because you're my sons. You're not going to heaven because you're my grandchildren. You are going to heaven because you've got a born again experience with Jesus. Who is the word. Can you say amen balcony? Jesus entered in and he passed through. He had a mission. He went to Pula Bethesda. He went there for one person. And God might leave the 99 this morning for that one person. But I want you to say, I'm that one person. I need a real experience with God. I've been cold in my walk with God. I need the fire of God in my soul. You used to have a thrill to come to church. Now it's a burden. You used to come with expectation. Now it's, oh, um, I'll just fall asleep because it's just so-and-so preaching. Or I won't even come into the assembly because Brother Tom's preaching. Brother Tim, you can put any name there. I wonder how many didn't come to church service when the prophet came, when he could discern exactly what their hearts were. Blessed are the honest in heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. For they shall see God. Zacchaeus was named pure. Blessed are the pure in heart. Did he see God? Nudge the person that's sleeping beside you. Because this might be their opportunity right now. Come to church too many times. Sat in the same place too many times. Maybe stayed up too long, too late. Mm-hmm. I did too. Up early too. These brothers do too. And beheld, there was a man named Jason. Jason. Wasn't that wonderful day when God got a hold of your life? Wasn't it wonderful they changed you from somebody that was just a filthy, dirty sinner? To a son of God. That could not only transfer your life. But because your life transferred. Changed mommy. Daddy. Lord change us. I don't want to be a stiff necked church goer. I want my children to say I've got some life in me. This church has life. Jesus entered, passed through, and behold, while he was passing through, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was chief among the publicans. He was the offcast of Israel. This wasn't just a bad guy. This was a very, 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 very bad guy. This not called chief for nothing. He's chief among the publicans, and he was rich. He connived. He stole. He was a thief. 
stole and a thief. But here's the thing. He sought to see Jesus. Oh, you say, Brother Tom, he sought to see Jesus. I thought it was God seeking man, not man seeking God. Can I clear that up for you? Brother Branham said God put it in his heart to see Jesus. Man has never sought God. It's God always seeking man. You couldn't desire this, the prophet said. God put that desire in you. And there's the difference. How many desire to see God today? Zacchaeus, chief, a publican. He ran, he climbed up a sycamore tree. He did something that was unusual. He did something that was unusual. They said he was short of stature, but let me tell you, I don't care how tall you are or how short you are. Anytime you come in the presence of God, that's how high you are. But the fact of the matter is, is what he did was unusual. Jesus came to the place where Zacchaeus was and he looked up. Oh, can you imagine? He looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, had he met him before? I doubt it. I believe the word of God is trying to tell you Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today, and forever. Mrs. Jones. Mr. Brown. Mr. Miller. God knows your name. And he knew Zacchaeus would be in the tree and he knows what, knows what pew you're in. For today. Come down, for today I must abide at your house. (laughs) Oh my. And you know when Jesus starts to deal with you, you know what you do? Make haste. He made haste and came down and received him sadfully. No, joyfully. He received the word joyfully. And when he saw it, they all murmured. I remember when I got saved. And little Cloverdale at that time, they said, how would Tom Ray be possibly saved? They murmured. Him? You got to be kidding me. But I could say I was lost, lost, lost as could be. But Jesus found me. He sent his word to me. He moved mountains that I would see the word of God. He brought people from across Canada. Brought a man of God to start a church. Put girls in a school that would witness to me. Have a best friend get saved. Don't you think Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever? Hallelujah. He is the word and the bride is attracted to the word, but not just the letter. 
the Word. God's attracted to you and you are attracted to Him. We are the Word made flesh today. In the beginning was the Word. Where were you? In the Word. Come on, stay with me. In the beginning was the Word. Come on, record. Stay with me. In the beginning was the what? The Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. Where were you? In Him. And was made flesh. He was made flesh. You are His Word made flesh. So as he lived the word, you must live the word. So his only interest is to get you. That's the only interest God's got. Is his predestinated seed only. Serpent seed he's not interested in. Everybody listening to me? If you're attracted to the word, that's a good indicator that there is a seed on the inside. You rebel against the word, good indicator, something's wrong. Something is deeply wrong. They murmured. How this little town murmured when Cloverdale Bible Way started. You look at it nice and I'd had a visiting brother here not too long ago. Then Murphy and I, Brother Murphy and I went out for a coffee the other day. And we started talking about Cloverdale. I said, this whole hill, there's not a, not a house on this hill was here. I said, I'll show you the little farmhouse down the street here and here. And I went down the other street. I said, all this has been built up since I came in 1967. Could any good thing come out of Nazareth? I'll tell you what, Cloverdale was a hick town in those days. I think one of my first messages was, could anything good come out of Cloverdale? I want to tell you there's a bride elected chosen of God. God can come in through Cloverdale. God can go out of Cloverdale. But on his coming in and going out, he's going to collect this one, this one, this one, and this one. He knows his children. If he can name the stars, he can name your name. Hallelujah. He knows you. He knows your complexes. If you will just let him for one minute, if you would let down a wall for one minute, if you would just let him come to your door for one minute, in one minute, Brother Bram said, Moses, when he came to that burning bush, in a moment, he changed a runaway prophet to a deliverer. Listen, in a moment, if you would just let Jesus come to your pew, just in a moment, you say, what about this? What about that? What about it? As we preached last thing, everything that happens to you is for your betterment. You're either on that wagon or you're not. That's called the word of God. All things work to the good. Even when somebody doesn't like you and smites you on the cheek, absolutely. I got smitten pretty good this week. You know what? I got down and I said, Lord, I needed that. I needed to be stripped. I need, I need this. I, I, you know, first instant is, I'm gonna rile back. No, no. There's a better way. Jesus way. The word way. 
Don't tell me you don't want to pull your six guns out. Sure you do. Somebody says this. Oh yeah. Boom, 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 boom. By the time you're finished, they're ashes. But there is a better way. Your prophet taught you it. Pray for them. Pray for them that God take that out of them. I'm not perfect. Who said I was? Somebody tell me that Tom Ray was perfect. Tom Ray is far from perfect. But I'll tell you what. He's still working on me. The word of God's still working on me. He allows things to come into our lives. So that you can look within. Not have the blame game as Brother Bisco preached years ago here. Not blaming that person and blaming that person. Oh my. And when they saw it, they all murmured. What's God doing something for him? Why isn't he doing it for me? He can. If you let him. Murmur. Murmur. Oh my. Sounds like a group of people are trying to come out in Exodus. Hmm? We don't want no murmurers here. We want no complainers here. All I want to see is you young men get filled with the Holy Ghost. All I want to see is young ladies on fire for God. You don't think that this message has power? You belittle the power too little, too much. To see the power of God that's kept your children in this wicked. It's amazing. Amazing. Jesus looked up, said unto Zacchaeus, make haste, come down for today. I must abide at your house. Jeremy, isn't that marvelous? Jesus made an appointment to come to Zacchaeus' house. A sinner. A chief of publicans. But Brother Tom, this is not the mysteries being unfolded. This is a mystery being unfolded. It's the predestinated plan of God, how he chooses a life. That's one of the mysteries in Christ, the mystery God revealed, is predestination. Sure it is. Predestination, there's the mystery. Everybody wrote off Zacchaeus. I want to look at you and say, you know what? You're a write-off. Yeah, you were a write-off. And just as everybody was written off, Zacchaeus was written off, but Jesus didn't write you off. Your parents could have written you off. Your friends could have written you off. Everybody around you could have written you off. But Jesus saw something that was he himself in you. Amen. Predestination. There's the mystery. You say, well, I was born into this. You know what? If that has been your attitude... I want you to jump to your feet right now and say, glory to God. God's predestinated plan came through my parents. I don't know what the world's like. I want you to rejoice. I would love to have that testimony that I don't know what the world's like. Say, I don't have a testimony. Yes, you do. You have a testimony. Jesus has kept you. Since when do you believe belittle the keeping power of God? Do you want to have memories that plague you for the rest of your life? Satan tell you if you were a seed, you would never have said that. Done that. You really want that?
You need to be more encouraging to your children. You say, well, Brother Tom, why can't you talk like that? Because I talk to them. They're the ones that pour their heart out to me. I have my own children. I waited on God for my own children. I struggled in my own self. Tried to join and I did the best I could. But by the grace of God, they're here. It's not our works, not nothing we've done. But it's His grace. But you need to work with what God gives you. You need to do your work. If they're predestinated, they'll come. Well, why don't you do something unusual and tell them how much you love them? Never heard it from their parents. Sorry. And Jesus said unto him, Salvation, salvation has come to your house. My, this is God. This is God himself talking to you. Salvation, the reason for me coming, for me to walk in this dust. For me to be mocked and ridiculed, spoken evil of. I've come for you. Salvation's come to your house today. The word's coming to your address today. Why don't you tell him you love him? I love you, Jesus. That you would come in Jericho and go out Jericho and tell me salvation's come to your house. I've given you a message. That's your salvation. I've given you a message of the hour. That's your salvation. I've given you a message going to rapture you out of here. That's your salvation. A word that's going to transform you from glory to glory. That is your salvation. Mothers, rejoice. That's what we read in Psalms. Rejoice, mothers. Can I hear amen? Daddies, rejoice. Sometimes we need to turn to your son and say, Son, have you really had an experience with, with Jesus? Oh, I know you come to this church and you learn about Jesus. They'll preach about Jesus. But there's a big difference. When he comes to your house. It's a big, big difference. Big difference when he changes you. Big difference. Big difference when dope and drugs and cigarettes and all that nonsense goes. That's a big difference. Big difference that it never comes back. My Jesus saved me. 
You know, people get so lifted up in themselves, they think they're a gift of God. If God took his finger off of them for one moment, that would show you how big they are. But let me tell you, you had a faithful messenger. He was a humble man. He never made nothing of himself. He was the embodiment of humility in this generation. And you've had an example in this church as a pastor. Don't you ever get lifted up in yourself. You have nothing to think of yourself. Me, my, what I am, you're nothing without Jesus. You're nothing without this message becoming a revelation to you. And saints, let me tell you something. Don't you live on a revelation of a year ago, five years ago, ten years ago. I trust you're getting a revelation daily basis. You've got to want it. I don't understand. Now you help me. I'm trying to preach to you, but you can preach back to me. I want to understand why you wouldn't want this. I don't get it. I really don't, Joe. I don't get it. From a little boy whose mom and dad weren't even Christians. I wanted Jesus. I wanted God. I wanted something that was real. Who put that there? My mom and dad never. My brother sure didn't. They beat up on me enough. Come on, people. God put that there. And that's what you have to thank God for. God put that seed there. It drove me. It drove me. It drove me. It drove Zacchaeus. To do something unusual. Why wouldn't you want this? Why wouldn't you want to live there, Jesus? Why would you like to live a two-faced life? Talk garbage on that when you go to school. To your friends and then come to church and sit there. and Amen. And grandma thinks you're all right. And mommy thinks you're all right. Everybody thinks you're all right. Jesus knows you're not right. He's still a discerner of the hot thought and the intent of the heart. God, coming in and going out. And I'm thankful, service after service. Brother Ernie, God comes in and he goes out. But he's there to pick you. He's there to pick you. He's there to pick you. Who am I? I'm a nobody. I'm an absolute nobody. Jesus said, salvation's come to your house. That salvation comes to the word sozo. Means you, I'm going to rescue you from your peril. (laughs) Do you think Zacchaeus wanted to be a thief? I don't believe so. I don't think so. I think circumstances drove him there. A little lie. A little token, a little this leads to a lot. 
salvation come to your house. It means I'm going to deliver you or I'm going to rescue you from your peril. I'm going to protect you now. I'm going to keep you alive. I'm going to preserve your life. I'm going to deliver you. I'm going to heal you. I'm going to make you whole. Is that all in salvation? Yes. Yes. Tell me why wouldn't you want it? What? 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 A computer game? Is that better? Unclad women? Garbage language? Filthy music? Keeping you from the kingdom of God? I want you to know Jesus come in this church this morning. Salvation's come to your house. He'll deliver you. He will heal you. He will set you free this morning. Hallelujah. Sister Carol, God bless you. How about that little woman? How about the little woman? In Luke 7:47, that little woman that saw that they wouldn't wash the feet of Jesus. Luke 7:47 that her sins were many brother Andy her sins were many you know Jesus came to save sinners why because the whole world sinners he came to save sinners he came to save his elect he came to save his children so everybody that thought that they weren't sinners were born in sin they were born in sin How could they think themselves not sinners? The minute they offered their sacrifice, the moment they went back to their house, they sinned. There was none perfect, but he was the perfect one. He was without sin. He became me so that I could become him. Matthew, aren't you thankful? You're not on a rug facing east. Hallelujah. You're not a Muslim worshiping Allah. You are a son of God worshiping Jesus Christ. Aren't you glad you're not a Catholic this morning? Praying to Mary. Who's Mary? She had to get saved, Brother Bram said, just like you and I. There is only one mediator between Christ and man. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. Call on the name of the Lord and you shall be saved. Her sins were many. And Jesus said to her, listen to this. Listen to this. Jesus said to her, thy sins that are many, they are forgiven thee. Wow. That's amazing. Who can forgive? God. <laughs> Who was that? God. So thy sins that are many, they are forgiven you. And he said to the woman, thy faith has saved thee. So Jesus then is telling us sozo, which means your faith has forgiven you. It's your faith in Him. It's sozo. It's a forgiveness of sin. It's a confession of faith 
It's experiencing peace. So sozo, salvation, is equated with deliverance, peace, and the deliverance of guilt, and the weight of the guilt of sin. He saved you from the guilt of it and the power of it. So perhaps this morning, as I've laid a foundation, I'm so sorry for laying it so long. You have need of a rescue. You know what they say? A man will hold on to hope as long as when he's on on the sea. In the sea and no sight of land. They will hold on to hope because there's just a tad little cup of water left. Or a little biscuit left in the rescue basket. They will hold on to it. But when it's all gone, there's no chance. Hope's lost. And then you know what they you know what they do? Like I did in the Mediterranean years ago. I was lost out in the water. Drowning. Too proud to say I'm lost. Too proud. Too proud to scream. Too proud to yell out. And I thought, is this it? Joanne's not gonna see me ever again. Mike and Ken are out swimming some wreck that was out in the Mediterranean and I couldn't even get out there. Stuck in some breakers out in the, out in the bay. And I said, you know, something said, just yell. I said, are you kidding me? I'm not gonna yell and look like an idiot. There's nobody here to look like an idiot to. You know, pride is a stupid thing, isn't it? Really? Really? So I said, no, I'm not going to yell. I can still, I can still tread water. I got about 50 pounds of jeans pulling me under. Then when I thought I just could not tread water anymore, I thought, okay, that's when you yell. Yeah, I yelled. And I couldn't see this 18 year old boy laying on some air mattress because of the waves were going like this and he was stuck in some trough and every time I would bob, I'd bob in a different trough and I couldn't see him. But when I yelled, he stood up or kneeled on his little air mattress, and I saw that salvation. Uh huh. Uh huh. You know what you do when you realize you're lost? Man, I'm like a torpedo. I swam to them and I knocked them off the air mattress. You say it was funny, but it wasn't funny at the time, man. I grabbed that thing, I put that thing under my arms. And he says, you're going to leave me here? And I said, no, you can have half of it in a minute after I get my breath. But the first thing I said, you know what I said? God had you here. God had you here. Maybe Jesus is here right now for you. But you, you just got to knock a little bit of your pride out of you. Is that I've been around for 50 years. Who cares? You need God. I need God. You say, well, guilt, guilt, guilt. I won't let my mommy and daddy know how bad I am. That's a lie from the devil. 
they were as bad or worse than you are. Why don't you just be honest? Blessed are the honest in heart. Come on, Zacchaeus. Blessed are the honest in heart. You need God. Perhaps you need rescuing. Maybe I wouldn't know. And I thought, Lord, I, 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 there's other things I'd like to preach on right now, actually. And I wrestled with it last night. I got up this morning. I said, well, Lord, it's a simple message, but, but I'd do it for one. I'd preach it for one, Lord. You went into Jericho for one. You're the king of glory. Ever living story. My God and savior came. So who am I? This little church here. And Jesus wants to rescue you this morning. I don't know. But I know one thing. Sheep can't find their way. Sheep will never find their way. It takes a seeking shepherd. To talk on your door. To take you out of your thicket. To bring you into rescue. Should I go on or should I make a call? Well, I know that the Bible says they rejoice in heaven over the salvation of one. Just one. Maybe you haven't given your life to Christ this morning. And you really want him to come to your home. You want to stand. There's one here. Says I need Jesus. And you want to stand where you're at. I would want you to stand. You need Jesus. I need him as my savior. I need him as my deliverer. Musicians, why don't you come? No man, Brother Bram said, seeks God at any time. God seeks man. Are you seeking him this morning? Are you seeking this shepherd? Are you seeking eternal life? Has God knocked on your heart? Do you need to do something unusual? Do you need to do something unusual? And say, I surrender all. Huh? Don't let your job cloud you. Don't let your family cloud you. Don't let anybody cloud you. Just say, Lord Jesus, you mean more than life to me. I'm waiting for that young person that maybe God's dealing with. All to him. I freely give you can learn all about this message it will do you no good young man many good rulers many good young people and we know where their end is but those that were willing to surrender Zacchaeus willing to give up all that he had.
Are you willing to give up everything? God bless you, young lady. God bless your soul. Lord. We love you this morning. day salvation has come to your house and Jesus said unto him you are also a son of Abraham he's been tell he's been told for years now you're an outcast from the economy of Israel you're not even worth talking to they ran from his presence because of his status in life But Jesus saw his worth. Jesus saw who he was. And then goes on to say, For the Son of Man. The Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. And thus we titled this little message this morning, Oh, the Seeking Son of Man. Seek out your own, Lord. Deal with your children this morning. All right, those different ones stood for different reasons. Young lady, young man, young woman, young brother over here stood. Maybe now in this salvation you just say, Brother Tom, I just need a greater deliverance within my life. And I'm willing to stand in the august presence of God and say, Lord, you see my situation now. Oh, all to Jesus. May we just have a little consecration service this morning. Somebody tried to steal something out of your life. But the seeking son of man has come to knock on your door. 
Maybe you need to climb that tree, do something unusual. Say, Jesus, remember me. Here I am, Lord.
Jesus was that son of man. And Brother Branham then turns on and said, Now, I am a son of man, revealing the son of man. So then if the same son of man sought his own, don't you think the same son of man that would come in this day? Seek out his own children? And not just say Hebrews 13.8 and not be manifested? Oh, he says, that same one that walked the shores of Galilee is walking in here tonight. So now he's bringing 2,000 years to the presence. And I want to say that same one that came in that meeting is the same one that's in this meeting. He said that very one. He's just using now you and I. He says, now, it's anoint, the anointing's on me. And he said, it's got to be on them also. It's got to be on them. Do you believe it? He said, now, just have faith. How do you do? He said, we're strangers. But God knows the stranger. God knew Zacchaeus. God knew their name and he knows your name. He knows where you're sitting. You can't hide behind somebody's head. Jesus is here. The son of man is still seeking his own. He said, how do you do? We're still strange. We're strangers here tonight. He says, you've got trouble in your back. He said, you're shadowed with cancer. He said, do you believe he will heal you? You believe that God can tell me what your trouble is? It's also in your intestinal. Do you believe? But he, here's a greater thing. This is a greater thing you need. This is a greater thing. You need salvation for your soul. Will you accept him? Can I ask that this morning? Will you accept him? I'm, I'm leading to a point. Will you accept him? He's bringing the son of man present. Will you accept him as your savior, as your healing? Your husband needs him too. The woman standing there, he said, your husband needs him too. Your husband needs him too. God bless you. Go home, you're healed, and you're both saved. How did that happen? In a moment. Let God come by your way this morning. And if God has touched your door of your heart, you just throw it open and say, Lord Jesus, Son of Man, Savior of my soul, save me from a liar, a cheat, and a thief. That's what Zacchaeus was. Brother Tom, is that what you were? I was worse. And you know, if you're not born again, you're in that same state. And all liars, the Bible said, go to hell. Are you listening to me? This is not just some nice words. This is the seeking shepherd trying just to prick your heart to the awareness of your need. You can look this way. When God knocks on your door, 
You know what Zacchaeus did? He made haste. He didn't linger back. But when God got a hold of his heart, he made haste that that Jesus would come to his address. I trust you'll make haste this morning and say, Lord Jesus, just like this woman stood for herself and her husband. She accepted it and God gave her her soul and gave her her husband and gave her her healing. That is a mighty God. Shackled by a head He's the burden lifter of this little service we read the scripture this morning that he would leave the 99 for that one oh he's still a great shepherd this morning Lord seek out the one a little sister put her hand up and stood this morning and a little brother over here you know when I got saved that night I'll never forget it you know there was only one he left the 99 for me. You want to stick up your hand. You want to stick up your heart. You want to do anything you want to do. Just say, Jesus. You came in Jericho and you went out Jericho. You've come into the service. You'll leave the service, Lord. But I just want to do maybe something very unusual. I want to invite you into my heart. And so, Lord, various ones stood for various reasons. But all heaven rejoices over the salvation of a soul. And Lord, we see the wind-up of the ages going on. And we see how you've brought a word for us to prepare us for this rapture time. Lord, we just had a little burden this morning. And I just pray, God, that it would be pleasing in your sight. That a soul be one for the kingdom of God. Bless your children, Brother Murphy. will be ministering this evening, Father. We just pray that you'll use him in a mighty way. Brother John Andes will be going to Seattle. Use him, we pray, Lord. I pray, Father, that your hand will be on this little church. We want to make time for you to speak. 
We want to linger in your presence. We want to sense your nearness, Lord. So I ask, Father, as we close and various ones will leave, I pray that your presence go with each and every one. I ask it in the name above all names, the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Can I just sing one more chorus? I used to always sing as a single man going down the road. Here's a here's an old song. Here's my cup, Lord. Wasn't a fast song. Wasn't a snappy song. But it was my song. Here's my cup,